0: Lots of news to get into today, because it is Tuesday, and you know what that means. Yeah, we'll talk about Lawler, but whatever. But I got other news as well. We got the return of the NWA. We have got New Japan Cup USA qualifying matches coming up this Friday on New Japan Strong, including our own filthy Tom Lawler will be facing off against the DKC, so we can talk about New Japan. We got a big New Japan show coming up here in the next uh day or so. I'm looking at a very blurry shot of myself right here. We're we're trying to get everything going on Twitch. We had some technical difficulties, but looks like we're we're up and running now. One way or the other. We'll continue on. Friday night Smackdown rating. So there's there's good news and there's bad news, okay? The good news is well, I'll go with the bad news first. The bad news is the show was down. From last week. Obviously, that's bad news. We would like all shows to be up. The bad news is the the number was down. Now, the good news is that the final rating, as it turns out, in 18-34, to 34, they are not down 50% year-over-year. Year. They're only down 42% year-over-year. Year. I'm sure they will take that as excellent news, because down 42% is, in fact, better than down 50%. So they can say the year-to-year massive decline was better. Anyway, we can talk about that. And, yes, we'll go over the Raw show. I'll give you a little speech about WWE right about now. But you know what? I can say this. So I made a bold prediction a couple of days ago, and I gave the big wink. You know what the wink is now? The wink is like in the 90s when Vince McMahon said, I guarantee so far... We're one and zero in Winks. And if you know what I'm talking about, I think we're soon gonna be two and zero in winks. Back in a moment with more observer live. a car, truck, SUV, or vehicle of any kind, you need GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. That's right. With the free GetUpside gas app, you can get up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time you buy gas. Nearly 3 million people have earned cash back with GetUpside just
2: for buying gas. I always use GetUpside. Some months, I make $200 to $300.
0: I love getting money back for things I use every day. It's just free money for buying gas.
2: There's no
3: catch. It's simple. And you get your cash back right away.
0: Download the free Get Upside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code Trunk for a 50 cent per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 75 cents a gallon on your next fill up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e gift card for Amazon and other brands. Earn cash back on gas on every fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code Trunk for a 50 cent per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code Trunk.
1: 800 449 1759. Again, that's 800 449 1759.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
0: Show. Brian is here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. You know, I could talk about Raw here, but all these Twitch homies want to know about when I was fat. Should I tell that story instead? sure, sure a lot better than this, this Raw show. So anyway, once, if you guys ever listen to the old Observer Live on IATA, okay, we once had Raven on. You guys remember Raven? Yes. The wrestler, not the bird. So he's telling the story about how Like When he was in WCW at one point, he he also got really fat. And the way he explained it was, well, you know, in order to to bulk up, you've got to take in excess calories as you work out so that you can put on mass. Mm. And so the line that he used was, well, I overshot my target. Never forget this. Never forget this. (laughs) So it was probably, I would say, early 2000s or whatever. And when I first started wrestling, I was 145 pounds. And in 1998, 145 pounds, you ain't getting to go very far, very far, even in a small independent promotion. So I decided to bulk up. So I'd always lifted weights all the way back to when I watched WrestleMania six with The Warrior and Hogan. And I had convinced myself. I didn't know nothing about steroids. I was a kid. So I was like, if I lift weights, I'll look like The Warrior. Didn't work out that way. So I, was, I lifted weights, but I was a skinny 145-pound guy. So I decided, time to bulk up here. So I started lifting weights. I was trying to, you know, there are all these different, you know, five by five by five or whatever, all these old. But I was also eating a lot. And so when I first, like, actually started training in a ring, not self-taught, it was around 96, and I was training with this guy named Oli Olson. He had a school, and I would pay him money, and he'd take it. It's basically how this thing worked. But he was a pretty strong guy, and he said, I'm going to tell you how to get bigger. He said, what you're going to do is you're going to get a mass-building shake. They used to have, like, muscle mass 2,000. And then if you really wanted to get big, they had muscle mass 5,000. But it was just, like, massive amounts of sugar and calories in these shakes. So he goes, you eat as much as you can till you can't eat anymore. And then at the end, you drink the muscle mass shake. So I'm going from, like, you know, I don't know. Two thousand calories a day now I'm taking in like six thousand calories a day or whatever, and I'm lifting weights and everything like that, and I'm getting big and anyway, long story short, I drastically overshot my target. I went from one forty five to one ninety five okay <laughs> so i'm i'm five six and a half, which is my legitimate height I is five no I'm five six and a half okay go to the doctor I get my annual physical every year i'm five six now five six and a half, but I also i have i have a very very thin bone structure i'm built like a bird okay so for a normal person they may say oh you know 195 is not too big for me i was gigantic okay so the two defining moments of my fat career that really convinced me that i'd overshot my target is the first one i had been coaching gymnastics all these years i was doing gymnastics competing in gymnastics coaching gymnastics and what I would do is when I was done teaching classes at 8.30 at night, me and my buddies would all go, and we would play on the gymnastics equipment. And we'd do crazy stuff, like not actual gymnastics, but moves, or we'd we'd get on the bar and flip into the pit and do all this fun stuff. So there's a move called the birdie perch, which is where you jump yourself up onto the bar, and you do a cast, and then you bring your feet up onto the bar. And what I would do is flip off into the the foam pit or whatever. So one day I went to do the birdie Perch, and I went to put my feet on the bar, and I tumbled ass over tea kettle forward off the bar into the pit and almost killed myself because my gut got in the way. (laughs) I couldn't bring my knees up anymore. My gut was in the way. So that was like, oh, man, that ain't good. And then, of course, there's a thing where I was doing these heavy deadlifts, And my pants just kept getting tighter. And I'd have to buy new pants that were bigger around the waist. And I just told myself, my back is getting thicker. I'm just getting thick from all these deadlifts. (laughs) Well, it wasn't my back getting thicker. It was my gut getting bigger. Okay? So, one day, well, there's two things. Everyone always says, you are never fat. Okay? Listen. My wife, wonderful woman, she would say the same thing. You were never fat, she says. You were never fat. Well, one day we're going through this box of pictures, okay? And I, I also stop at this picture, and it's a picture of me standing in front of, of all places, Kentucky Fried Chicken, okay? <laughs> I'll never forget. I didn't even say a word, but we're going through these pictures, and all of a sudden I stop at this picture, and I was like stunned. And she goes, Let me see that picture. And she looked at it and she just burst into hysterics because there was no mistaking the fact that I was fat. It looked, like, it looked like somebody had put the thing in me and pumped up that thing and I just filled full of air. I looked like the Michelin Man. I was so fat in this picture standing in front of Kentucky Fried Chicken that she just burst into laughter because she'd always claim, oh, you weren't fat, oh, you weren't fat. Well, finally she had the picture. It was undeniable. I was fat, which actually reminds me of another story, but I won't tell that story, I wasted enough time, but anyway, so one day I decided I was fat, and so then I went on a diet, and I very quickly went from 195 to 165, so if you guys watched the tour of, of F4W headquarters or whatever, I was about 165 pounds in that, in that video, and that was after I'd gone on my, uh, my cutting spree. So how long did it take you to put
4: on this 50 pounds from 145 to get to 195 and did you diet
0: carefully as
4: a man who is not big on weight cutting did you do the right thing when you dropped the 30 pounds well, to get
0: down to 160 what I did was I I I I gained massively quickly and then I lost you know most of it quickly by so, just cutting out those extra carbs right? well from going to 145 to 195 I mean I seriously did that in like you know let me a ask matter you a of question,
4: months. Because I know guys that did this. I was always a bigger guy, and I'm shorter. I'm 5'8", and I'm shaped like a barrel, which you know, it provided some bonuses when it came to wrestling sometimes. But it was also a negative because I always had to fight the weight gain, and there were always people around that were always like you, and they always they burn calories quick. They were just naturally smaller anyway, and to put on weight, they would do the McDonald's thing. They would do the exact same thing. Oh, you're that's doing, what I did. Like, the constant, like, you know, the double cheeseburgers and things like that just to try to puff up. And Bro, it's like, I would get those not good. Those
0: 99-cent chicken sandwiches, All and day? I, I would buy, like, three of them. Take off I would, the buns? I'd stack them up. Well, yes. I took off some of the buns, so there was a bun on the top and the bottom. Yes. And lots of mayo and lots of chicken. Oh, oh, I can't believe I didn't oh. die doing this. Yeah, especially the mayo. Yeah. But then Ooh. there were also these—I'll never forget this story. It's kind of disgusting. But I was—, I was um, when I was this was actually when I was cutting. So what I would do was I would cut the carbs out, and then, you know, once a week you'd have a carb up, okay? So one day I was like cutting, 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 and I worked out of the gym really hard. I was doing circuits or whatever, and so I'm already like I'm just gasping for air. So I go to the parking lot for my carb up, and what my carb up was was this big old vat of of Kool-Aid, okay? I just I just mixed up this giant vat of Kool-Aid. I was going to drink the whole vat of Kool-Aid after my workout. So the problem was never drink that, number one. And number two, like, don't do the workout that I did and then drink that. So I started chugging this, this Kool-Aid. I'm in the parking lot. I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. I did all these circuits. And I started drinking this big old thing of Kool-Aid. So I got about half the Kool-Aid down. And I was like, dude, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> and... It wasn't good because it's Kool-Aid. So I literally opened the door of the car, and I just vomited. And it's all red because it's Kool-Aid. Oh. So like these people at the gym look out, and this, this fat guy in the parking lot opens his door, and he just vomits blood everywhere. And they're <laughs> like, oh, my God. And then I, would, I needed to call the ambulance or something like that. And then I explained it was just Kool-Aid and everything. But that's, oh. that was my cutting regimen was cut all the carbs and then carb up and then cut all the carbs and carb up. And I, I tried to do a... a I try to go too fast. Like, if you're going to cut, it doesn't need to be fast. Just make the right choices, which I didn't do because I was I was in my 20s. I made all the wrong choices. And that's that's what happened. So, anyway. Did that's the first segment.
4: Did you ever Oh, no, dude. Close. That was
0: the end of that. <laughs> I learned my lesson about that kind of carb up. Then I switched to donuts, which Ooh. stalled my weight loss. Anyway. But delicious. Yes, we'll talk about this. Damn raw show after the break. Stick around, Observer Live.
3: Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five minute, free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800 439 7851. 800 439 7851. 800 439 7851. 800 439 7851. -7851.
1: Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline.
4: Matthew.
2: Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me.
0: I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me.
2: I mean, let's be honest, no kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead.
0: Thanks, Mom for never giving up and always being my biggest fan.
2: Thank you for letting me know what you expect, so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking.
1: For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. You know, before we get to Raw, I'd just like to
0: conclude with one thing right here. What's that? That is that I got got two nephews. Uh, One of them, I don't even know how old Cliff is now, like 21, and then my other nephew's 18 or something like that. Anyway, every teenage boy decides... I'm too skinny, and I want to get bigger, okay? Well. Listen. You know. Don't, okay? Because someday you're going to turn 40, and all you're going to want is to look like you did when you were a teenager again. So just stay skinny, and then you don't have to worry about it.
4: I think it was at my best condition around the age of, like, 22, 23. I'd like to go to that. So that was good. About 175, perfectly in shape, living at the beach. Not too bad.
0: Then it all went to hell. Anyway, so it goes. You know what I was going to do was I was going to keep talking about something else besides Raw, but then I realized, if you do that, you're no better than WWE, because they did that oh, yeah. bait and switch all night last night. <laughs> Let me tell you something, everybody. OK? As many of you are well aware, I have a net worth of 10 million dollars, okay? When I was young and I was poor, like I'd suffer through these bad shows because, you know, I had to make a living. Now, I don't need this anymore in my life. This, this is, I swear, I swear to God, like I made a tweet last night and I didn't even read the responses, but apparently they were something else. Somebody said they were on par with Thursdays, but I said, I've never dreaded watching Raw Moore. And I'm telling you, I am telling you as God is my witness. When I started watching WWE and then starting at WrestleMania six, I watched like every single solitary WWE show from the year 1990 until today. Never, never have I not wanted to watch an episode of Raw more. Part of it was because on on Friday I watched that SmackDown, which was just a god-awful, preposterously booked, stupid show. And then I reviewed it with Filthy, I got even more angry. And then I thought, you know what I got to look forward to tonight? Miz all night long is champion. And I start getting text messages and emails. I'm like, God, like they dragged this out for three hours. I don't want to watch this show. And at the end of the day, I do want to strongly, powerfully put over Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Because, granted, the fact that they didn't even announce that they were going to have a match, after months of storytelling... They didn't even announce on social media in the afternoon, hey, you should watch Raw tonight. We're going to get the singles match with Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. All they say is, Drew's going to be back. And then he comes back, and they do Drew versus Sheamus in the opener. It's like, oh, these poor, these two poor guys. But, man, they went in there, and I think Drew actually said this in an interview leading up to, well, maybe he didn't. But, anyway, the fact of the matter is, when you're in there with your buddy, You hit him really hard. I didn't. My buddies hit me hard. But the point is they went in there and they hit each other and they beat on each other and they smashed each other and they pummeled each other for my enjoyment. I mean, it was like 17 minutes. It was awesome. The finish was the best finish on Raw and I don't even know how long. So if you watch the gauntlet, the gauntlet match ends when Drew is firing up against Sheamus and he goes for that big claymore and Sheamus just bro kicks him and pins him. Which was a great finish. So here we are, and they do their singles match together. And what's the finish? Sheamus is getting ready for that bro kick, and he goes to throw it, and Drew flies out of the corner, and he just smashed this guy with the claymore kick. It was like, it literally, was like a train wreck. Just these two trains go and and there's like explosions and fire and twisted wreckage. <laughs> And Drew pins this guy. It was so great. I love this match. I loved it. Why did I keep watching? Because that's
4: your job. That's how it goes. you would yell at me, remember when I said I was done with this show? We could talk about anything on Monday. We could do the slightest bit of planning and come up with some wacky idea, some theme for the show. But no, it's our job to cover this thing. And that's what you did. You took one for everybody. You're here reviewing this show. That's yes, why you I did watch on. this.
0: I wouldn't let you skip, Mike. You know what? I didn't skip either. I watched this stupid show. Well, plus I, I skipped
4: snack down, so I, I couldn't really skip Raw. But uh, I was paid off, though, with that uh, Sheamus and Drew match. Incredible, fantastic. 15 minutes of the uh, opening promo to lead into this match. But once it finally got going, it was awesome. And like you said... Those are going to be two guys that don't mind hitting each other in in the the course of battle. You're going to take some, you're going to give some, and that's exactly what happened. That was incredible. They should have advertised it. They should have advertised Drew being there just to cut a promo because he was not there at all last week. We need to get a, a state of mind of the WWE, the former WWE champion. I think they should have done that. But the match itself, they're probably... We'll see what happens. I bet you this might – this is going to be the best thing that takes place on North American TV this week.
0: So let me get this over with. So this Miz comes out, and he cries that he needs more time to defend the title. He cries that he has to face Bobby Lashley. He cries – I hear the people out there, Brian, you're such a mark. He's supposed to be – no, bro. This is good heat if Miz is, like, maybe the intercontinental champion or the 24-7 champion – but with each passing segment, he just devalued this championship even more. He cries. They tell him you've got to defend at 9 o'clock. We have a Nia versus Naomi match, and Nia just squashes Naomi. Naomi doesn't even get a comeback. She just squashes her and pins her. Now, granted, later they did it the other way around where uh, Shayna got a – I don't even remember who it was, but whatever. The point Throw is, it. did you have to – do this stuff when they're supposed to be defending the titles on the NXT show on Wednesday. I mean, you had to. Like, you can't do both things. You can't build them up strong so that they can they can defend the titles on Wednesday, but at the same time, you've got to give credibility to the other people that are going to be fighting for the titles on Raw SmackDown. But they didn't. They just they m- mutilated Naomi, and I'm supposed to care about this tag match. Well, I don't. It sucked. Lashley comes out at the top of the hour. Miz won't come out. He complains he's got a tummy ache. I'm like, the WWE title's on the line here. It's further devalued. They let him off the hook and say, well, you have to defend at 10 o'clock. I'm like, bro, who who sticks around for this? Braun Strowman comes out. Is the world's dumbest babyface, although I think he's a heel. Although i got to ask Eddie because I'm not even sure what he's supposed to be. But what I do know is his character is a moron. He's, he can't figure out, why would I get suspended for punching Adam Pearce? Why won't they let me into the Elimination Chamber, even though they made it abundantly clear that you could only be in the chamber if you're a former WWE Champion? Which, by the way, do you remember the qualifying match that they had when Miz pulled himself out of the Chamber? It was two non-WWE Champions. They can't even keep that storyline straight. So they sign him. Shane signs Braun Strowman and Adam Pierce versus the Hurt Business for the World Tag Team titles. What? Not so they go early, in though. there, and the Hurt Business has to do nothing but sell for Braun Strowman all by himself. He just, all that work they did with the Hurt Business, he treats them like jobbers. He's just ping ponging him around the ring the entire match. And then finally, he has Shelton beaten. Shane tells him, hey, tag in, tag in uh, Adam Pierce. Braun doesn't want to. Shane has, like, no power to make him. But this big dummy goes, all right, fine, I'll tag him in. You happy now? And, of course, Pierce immediately gets pinned. So now, Strowman is mad at Shane. It's like, brother, you should be mad at yourself. You're the dummy. You're the guy that did it. You didn't have to, but you did. It's your fault. Now you're mad. Because you're dumb. Bad Bunny's out there with Damian Priest. This leads to Damian Priest versus Elias for fifteen minutes. Like Pierce needs to be thanking God that they put him with Bad Bunny because he's he's a guy. They've already made Damian Priest a guy in there going toe to toe with Elias for fifteen minutes. Are you kidding me? At least he won. Then we have an Orton promo. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, everybody, but there's now an evil Randy Orton. There's two Randy Ortons now. Two Randy Ortons. Dude, it's one thing when people, like, vanish and crap like that. There's now two Randy Ortons. What? There's a nice Randy, who's a heel, by the way, and then there's an evil Randy, who I guess is more of a heel than the other Randy, and they don't like each other. And so Randy's watching a video of himself cutting a promo on himself. What? No, <laughs> irredeemable. I don't want to hear one nerd, one sci-fi nerd who thinks that Alexa is what's her face from the Batman. Ha- hey, uh, what's her name? Her name Halle Berry, Harley Quinn, whatever her name is. Don't even tell me that that's good. And it's also good that there's two Randy Ortons. <laughs> this is trash television. Trash supposed to be real when we got two Randys that don't like each other bro it's not even like there's a baby face Randy and an evil heel Randy there's a heel Randy and another heel Randy and they don't like each other <laughs> I've never tried so hard to not swear on national radio Miz comes out for his next ma- match with Lashley he grabs the world wrestling entertainment championship of the world and he runs to the back like a coward I'm like, bro, anybody who comes back and watches the next segment, you have no self-respect. Zero. None. They come back and Shane McMahon goes, maybe I'll strip the guy, but I haven't decided yet. Maybe I'll put him in a match, but I can't figure out a stip. By the way, he told us in a previous segment he's going to college for an MBA, and he can't figure out what to do to make sure that Miz doesn't leave. I hear the music. I wish it was the music to signal the end of the show, but it's not. We'll be back.
1: Oh, oh.
0: This is Jesse's O'Reilly Auto Parts story.
4: As a nurse, not making
2: it to work was not an option. But driving through the snow with my wiper blades struggling, I just didn't feel safe. So I pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts, and before I knew it, an employee was offering to install the wiper blades on my car. I got to stay out of the snow for a moment, and I still made it to work on time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
3: Time for your Small Business Report, presented by Dell Small Business. It might be hard at first, but resist the urge to check your email first thing in the morning. Sorting through a mountain of spam is putting stress on your brain for something that isn't really helping you. And many studies have shown it can lead to decision fatigue. So when you do need to make important decisions or an emergency pops up along the way, you're already exhausted at a critical time. So start your day diving into your to-do list and leave that email alone. And that's your Dell Small Business Report. What do you get when you talk to a Dell Technologies advisor? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get someone who understands there's an art to listening. hmm uh-huh. Sure. Who's able to hear more than what's being said and can provide tailored mm-hmm. small business solutions that make you feel
2: okay. truly heard. I understand. Let's get started.
3: For advice on everything from laptops to the cloud and solutions powered by Intel vPro platform, Call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL.
2: Uh, that that meeting starting at 4. Can I get those projections? Indeed knows unexpected growth can stretch your business thin. Karen, do these numbers look right to you? Like at Mia's research firm. Saying... To hit client deadlines, she needs to get started hiring right, right away. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. And the moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first sponsored job post. Terms and conditions apply. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
0: God help me, are we done yet? Nope. They go backstage. Shane is with Lashley. Shane says, you know what? I may just strip him with the title. A storyline that goes nowhere. He just doesn't he puts him in a match later charlotte comes out she whines about this or that she literally Wait, hold says
4: on, hold on hold on hold on hold on before you uh, let on. me get through it just, no, just make a list when when has wwe thrown out of bs before no you because you should probably mention this considering that actually mvp actually said bull excrement in its full form probably yes. something you should note who
0: cares Charlotte literally says, (laughs) when I came back, she says, (laughs) when I came back, she said, I didn't want anything to do with the women's title because Asuka's been such a great champion. I just wanted to be her partner. But you know what? I suddenly realized WrestleMania is coming. Now I want the belt. It's Like, that's how you got to this? She forgot WrestleMania was coming. So then Shayna comes out. It's Shayna versus Charlotte. And Charlotte beats her with natural selection and pins her. Great. Shane and Adam are having a meeting. Captain MBA here cannot figure out what to do to make sure Miz doesn't leave. I'm like, bro, I barely made it out of high school. I dropped out of community college like a semester in. I could give you a hundred ways to make sure that Miz doesn't get out of there. At least he finally kind of found one after trying to figure it out for 40 minutes. Son of Vince McMahon can't figure out how to keep this guy in the ring. Riddle and Luchau's party beat Retribution like a minute and then Ollie faced Riddle, and it was really good for, like, the minute that they got. And then they did the most screwed-up finish I've ever seen. I don't even know what it was supposed to be. But they both died, and Ollie pinned Riddle. So, I guess he showed them. Miz, another horrible thing. And then finally, Shane announces, it's a lumberjack match. So we got, like, Slapjack and T-Bar helpfully coming out to make sure that Miz doesn't leave the match. I'm like, what?! Why are they Lumberjacks? They do a match. Lashley does not sell one bit for Miz. He squashes him. He taps him out with the hurt lock. And then he holds up the championship. And I'm like, brother, you beat the Miz. Like, I'm happy for Bobby Lashley. I think that he should be champion. But you beat the Miz. At least I beat Larry Sweeney for the Texarkana title. You beat the Miz, bro. You beat a guy that 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 avoided the match because his tummy hurt. And then ran away like a coward. That's who you beat for this championship. Then the show opens and someone goes, "Oh, Ross, so much better now, thank God Lashley is a champion. Did't I did I not say that that was exactly what was going to happen? We can' not make the show better. So let's make the show aggressively worse with the Miz. And then when Lashley beats and people will say, "Oh, the show is so much better now when in fact, it's actually as bad as it's ever been, but it was worse this week. So now, oh, thank God. Oh, Lashley, the show's so much better. I called this from the moment they did it. But there you go. That's Raw, everybody. I hope you liked it. I hope it did a great number. I hope it did sky high. Sky high ratings for this, this literally a pathetic, they pathetically begged for you to keep watching. They kept putting that clock on the screen. Oh, man. I'm going to do Charlotte and... And uh, and what's-her-face? Shayna. And as soon as the bell rings, they put up a clock saying, in six minutes, Miz will face, oh, wow, I can really get into this match. They got well under six minutes to do it. Oh, thank God. They're begging for you to keep watching to see Miz lose his title. That was a show. It sucked. It sucked.
4: There have been far worse shows. Name one. Um, this year with, with Raw um i don't think this has been the worst show at all uh with that said there's nothing i can really say to after that where it's gonna really make an impact or a difference there were some good things on this show ms yeoman's effort you 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 cannot throw somebody out there that many times and i know he can, again, they made light of it. I mean, everything said about The Miz, even The Miz said it. I'm sure everybody wants a monster champion. I mean, they knew when they gave him all of this stuff to say that, you know, it, this, we were going to see the 10 faces of Miz, confident Miz at the beginning, shocked Miz. Uh, so it was just, he did everything he could. He tried to, he carried that show in a lot of ways and it's, regardless of whether you like the character or not they just they absolutely poured so much on him for 3 hours and ex- and dragged the thing out for 3 hours again there were some good things about it we can move on to other things at this point because again there's nothing there's nothing i can say after what you've wrapped up with there so i'm just hopeful that Bobby Lashley, I don't think he's going to get a long reign because I think they're going to have Drew ascend and win the title in front of a bunch of fans at WrestleMania or in front of as many fans as they can get inside Raymond James Stadium. So I guess that's that. But I'm very happy for Bobby Lashley. It was a completely superfluous way to how they got there, but I guess that's that.
0: You know, I'm sure that he's a nice guy, but... Miz on that Intercontinental roundtable talking about how he just wanted respect. It's like, bro, I have less respect for you now than ever. Because you know what? Remember the old days when people would advocate for their characters? Like, dude, you were totally fine with being treated as a loser and a joke for a full year. En route to you getting the title and then making a mockery of yourself and the championship. Like, dude... David Arquette stood up for himself and said he didn't no, want the title. Brian, Come Jesus. on. No, I will I stand by this. this you is, made a mockery of the WWE championship and allowed yourself to be portrayed lower than our truth.
4: I think he's probably lower than happy. truth. I'm Brian, he I is happy. That's the point. That's so but 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 he's not Brock Lesnar, he's not The Undertaker, he's not Steve Austin. Yeah, those guys are going to do that. Here's the thing. He's not Bad do Bunny you, at this whoa, point. Hold on. Do you blame The Miz with the character that he has because they decided to give him the WWE title and go through this storyline? I don't blame him at all for any of this. It's creative. And one of the big problems with last night was that show could have been so much better. One, not at three hours, but you have a talent roster that's huge. And I'm thinking, too, at the beginning, like, I was wondering if there was some sort of COVID outbreak or something because it's like, where's Keith Lee? Where's Almost? Where's AJ? Where's the New Day? Where are these guys? Where are? Where's half the roster? Is somebody sick? What is going on? Why in the world would Elias and Damian and Priest go 15 minutes unless something weird is going on? And then they call the Lumberjack match, and out comes Ricochet, out comes Umberto, out comes Garza, and it's like, Jesus, Christmas! You could have had a Garza Ricochet match that, in theory, doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things, but it takes some time from some other stuff, and you might give, oh, I don't know, Ricochet a win or Garza a win. You could have done that on a show like that last night. So the problem is more of a is obviously a creative thing more than than anything with the Miz. Now you can not like the Miz, you can hate him on your screen character, all that stuff, but. He's not the one putting himself on there. He's not the one that gave him himself the money in the bank briefcase via banana peel twice. And by the way, didn't, you know, Otis got it via banana peel in the first place, which you know, the money in the bank briefcase, as far as the WWE goes, not New Japan, but as far as WWE goes, shot gone. I mean, that's something I think they should get rid of, but obviously they're not because they need to sell merchandise and they need to have a theme to paper. Dude, this guy But here. it comes down to the creative part of it and what they put on everybody. And I think again, I think some people last night did a lot better than unfortunately they'll ever get credit for because most
0: people hated this show. This guy here says, oh, he's only doing what he was told. Dude, do you guys remember when wrestling actually was great and popular and there were big, massive superstars? One of the reasons there were big, massive superstars is because they stood up for themselves and they protected their characters.
4: Bob Lashley. That's it. Bobby Lashley, an MVP. There's an example of it. Now, the problem is, you the, the thing is, you could have went – to Drew and Bobby Lashley without involving The Miz. Or you could, and this is, look, this is also in a way, too, because you talk about this a lot with you got to beat a giant. You got to beat a giant. They love that routine of you got to beat a giant. They also love the big photo op thing of somebody who doesn't, who they look, they're telling the story, you know, that he doesn't deserve it. And all the fans are looking at it in a different way of why he doesn't deserve it. But they're telling the story of he doesn't deserve it. And then you get Bobby Lashley with the foot on the chest and all that. They love that. They love telling that story just in the same way they love to have the, you know, the, the champion on the way to the title slay the giant or right afterwards, literally like Drew McIntyre last year, slay the giant. It's just one of those old things that they've fallen into a trap with that they absolutely didn't need to do. He could have wiped The Miz out in that briefcase this week if you wanted to on the way to defeating Drew. And I know they don't want to do that. They wanted to do this so they could have a pay-per-view and then probably have Drew win the title back at WrestleMania I just don't like it, and the fact that in a year where you don't have a whole lot of crowd there, and you are probably going to have some other big things going on for the fans to cheer about, why not have Bobby Lashley defeat Drew in a match that was a lot like Sheamus and Drew last night? That was just a big, bad ass kicking, hard hitting, you know, strong match. What is the what is wrong with that? You know, it just, that is unfortunate because we're not going to get that. And that's going to be the best use of those two guys. And Bobby Lashley's a champion facing everybody. Imagine him against Sheamus. Imagine him against a lot of guys. And unfortunately that's just not going to happen. And that's too bad,
0: dude. This, this person here, I can't believe you're blaming the Miz. You should be advocating for a union instead, not blaming the wrestlers. Do you want to know why there's no union? Why? Because God didn't send a union down. It's because of the wrestlers. And the other guy. Well, what does it matter? When's the title been of any value anyway? Jinder won the title. Yeah, that was also a great period when Jinder was a champion. But you know what? They actually did a great job with the WWE title since Drew McIntyre won it. He was a great champion. He defended the title. He was pushed well. He was not an idiot. He was a strong champion. And they threw it all away and had The Miz do dumb comedy and, like, where are we now with this title? Brian,
4: all of it goes – it's all part of the same creative issues that they have where they really think they got something or they think they got something and they pull it away or they misread the room or whatever it is or they get too cute for their own good. I mean, this has all been – something that has manifested over time. This is all, and it's all creative, whether it is giving it to gender, whether it is Baron Corbin, whether it is this deal with The Miz. I mean, Becky Lynch, they just, they have a way, because they're so big and so powerful and so strong, they're always able to overcome it. You know, people will point to their finances and say that, but, you know, the numbers, the demographics show how much they've lost by just... Going so willy nilly and not building up any equity into these people and not taking things seriously and treating things, whether it be the belt or people's careers, as if they were props. And it's just, again, it's so, it's just, it shouldn't be this way. And when you look at the size of that talent roster, you look at all the things at their disposal, and it's just one of those frustrating things.
0: Disgusted. Sorry. I don't want to watch the show anymore. But I have to. Start them. Much worse. You know what? You should watch the start. Now, hold game. on. Let me get through this news here. We got other things right. to talk about. NWA set to return later this month on Fight. New episodes of NWA Power and a new pay-per-view event back for the attack. Billy Corgan announced it will air on Fight TV March 21st. New episodes of NWA Power on March 23rd. Friday, New Japan strong. We've got qualifiers for the New Japan Cub USA tournament. Including our own filthy Tom Lawler will be facing the D.K.C. His brother better not lose that match. And we got Rocky Romero versus Leo Rush. And also in the opener, Carl Fredericks and Alex Kagan will face Clark Connors and Kevin Knight. It's gonna be this awesome. is one of the best shows of the week, everybody. Oh man, that and tag match is gonna be incredible. And Friday Night SmackDown, 2.145 million viewers, down 3% from last week. Back in a moment, Observer Live.
1: That's 855-325-1780. Do you own an annuity,
3: either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income,
1: That's 800-760-1845.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Well, back here on the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live.
0: <laughs> I hate Tuesdays. I want to give them up. Give them to somebody else. Oh, look at this. I shouldn't even give this guy any credit whatsoever, but... Uh, Can I have Tuesday? Apparently apparently Russo loved RAW. Of course he did. <laughs> yeah, That's all I well. need to know right there, buddy. I can't see it, though, because I'm <laughs> blocked. What a baby. Blocking me on Twitter. Ah, uh, let's see. At this point, which is colder? Minus 10 or minus 20? Both are cold. That's how raw feels right now. It's all just horrible. I can't even say cold. Like, I don't even care. And what's the temperature of apathy? Oh, here's a good one here. Why was Matt real clapping and high-fiving the Hurt Business after the Lumberjack match? Wasn't he just constantly getting beaten up by Lashley for the last few months? Yeah, he was. Yeah, well, same reason uh, Retribution was out there. Retribution there as well. God, I just go through these texts, and I'm like, <laughs> dude.
4: By the way, where were all those guys? All who? Where were so many guys? That, again, where were the AJs
0: and New Days and, and some of those folks? That A were lot of them there? were out there. I guess so. I didn't see them, though. Are Naomi and Lana really in the women's tag title contention? Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yes. They used they use the title as a prop, as a background, to get more out of Lana and Naya because apparently the tag titles aren't enough?
0: I don't know. This person notes, and he's right, Damien Priest is Keith Lee all over again. Let's yeah. take away all the cool things that the guy can do and just make him sell and sell and sell.
4: God. Woo! A weird house show match on for 15 minutes. How did that help Damien Priest? It just, it, man, wrong, wrong, period.
0: Right are of time, everybody. I'll talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live.